Good afternoon, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted today, not by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek, but at Bankers Live Fieldhouse, hosted at the Club Level Lounge, looking over the lobby as uh, wrestling fans come in to see the greatest spectacle in wrestling. Is that a new phrase, the greatest spectacle in wrestling? I think it is. Uh, you may be stealing that one, Rex, but that's all right. I don't think it's uh, trademarked, but uh, I tell you what, fans, uh, we're excited to have this uh, new show on here. Uh, a couple of people ask about it, and all it takes is one person to put just the slightest little seed in uh, Dane's mind, and Dane makes it happen. Dane made the right phone call to the right people, and Banker's Life said, yeah, let's do it. So Banker's Life and the IHSAA have uh, supported us. Uh, IndianaMat.com is also here to um, put this out as a live webcast, and... Um, we are working to uh, get this set up for you here. We should be live on the uh, video stream here on Indiana Matt as soon as we get uh, Nick Weesjohn hooked up with the uh, username and password for our Internet. But uh, we've got several guests lined up for you today, and uh, we're going to start off here after we go to the first break with uh, Kevin Whitehead, the voice of the Indiana Wrestling State Finals for several decades. And uh, we're really interested to see what he has to say about his thoughts on this weekend and preparing for this weekend and everything that goes into it. And uh, lots of my memories of the state finals come from the way he has called the state finals, from the way that he says the names and the preparation and the excitement that he builds. And uh, we are very privileged to be joined by him here in the next five or ten minutes. Our show today is going to run pretty much as it does every Tuesday night. We're going to do in uh, five sections in the weigh-ins, the first period, second period, third period, and the overtime period. And before we go back to the studio to the first set of breaks uh, for uh, Dave Nathan, who's running aboard for us this afternoon, and later on Steve Rouse will be on all night. Uh, AJ Calver has uh, joined us with a few advertisements uh, based on people who really want to be part of this new show. Hey, thanks, Rex. Brad Weber, Attorney at Law, is one of our great sponsors here this evening for this show, along with Sarah Reimer at Anytime Fitness Indicator, Greg and Barb Fleming at Fleming Excavating, Tyler Hershey, former wrestler at Oslin Auto Sales on South 13th Street Indicator, is proud to help support the wrestling, and Joe Rubel at Rubel Equipment Decatur, wishes all the guys, Ike and all the wrestlers, uh, best of luck today. Thanks a lot, AJ, and with that, we're going to send it back to the studios to uh, David Nathan running aboard for us. We'll be back with more Haggard Septon Hershey Zelt pre-match show right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. 
When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you need auto parts and you need them now, go to O'Reilly Auto Parts on South 13th Street in Decatur across from Kroger's. O'Reilly has parts for your car, truck, van, farm, and heavy-duty equipment. Unsure of what you need? Talk with O'Reilly's parts professional, Eddie Morrison, and he'll steer you straight. O'Reilly service is second to none with six delivery drivers and five distribution centers to draw from. The right parts at the right price at O'Reilly Auto Parts in Decatur and Burn. Throwing a party? Call Adams County Tent and Party Rental to make it a very special occasion. Adams County Tent and Party Rental has free delivery on tents, tables, chairs, linens, and bounce houses for weddings, birthday parties, graduations, retirement luncheons, and business meetings. No event is too big or too small for Adams County Tent and Party Rental. Call Landon at 223-2040 or like them on Facebook. Wrestlers looking for summer work? Give Adams County Tenant Party Rental a call today. Cross Creek Golf Club, located on US 224, below the Double Eagle Restaurant Indicator, is your destination for family fun this spring. Play Cross Creek's 27 holes, now featuring an Executive 9 and a Championship 18. The Pro Shop is open from noon until 5, Tuesday through Thursday. Call Dennis today or stop in to purchase a membership with many options available. Join a league. Get your kids started playing in Cross Creek's Junior Camp. Check out the discounted 10 play passes now on sale. It's all happening at Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to Haggard Stepner Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Bankers Live Fieldhouse this week. Rick Spurlong, Dane Filling, and Dane, we've been joined by our, our first special guest, one of many tonight for this uh, pre-match show. And uh, Mr. Kevin Whitehead, the voice of the Indiana High, Indiana High School Wrestling Tournament. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much. Glad you could be with us tonight. Uh, it's my pleasure. The gentleman to our right there who has uh, graciously put all this together, he's the guy that makes this. So he's the glue that holds this together. And uh, a couple of phone calls, got the right people. And uh, we've listened to you announce the names for the uh, uh, Wrestling State Finals for I can't remember how many years. Well, how many is it? Uh, this is number 39. Just 39, okay. <laughs> you got a few to catch up to Jimmy Troyer who's trying to referee his 49th season of refereeing, and uh, next year will be his 50th before he retires. Uh, any any plans in the future for you to retire? Are you just going to hang out and, and be here as long as you need to be? I'm on a year-to-year basis with the <laughs> IHSAA, and uh, to this point every year they've asked me back, so uh, that's the way it works out. And Dane said that now you, you do not live in Indiana anymore, correct? I haven't lived in Indiana since... Uh, I guess the second tournament that I did. <laughs> really? I've commuted. Uh, I commuted from Florence, Kentucky, just the other side of Lawrenceburg, for about 30 years. And for the last six years, I've been in Louisville. Well, welcome so I, with I'm us. Still close enough to get a taste of Indiana wrestling during the season. In fact, I actually did a uh, Floyd Central dual meet this year. Really? Just to kind of stay sharp. Was that the one on the stage that they did? Rage on the stage. Oh, rage on the stage. <laughs> I know that uh, Sean Ferrot and I have been talking about trying to talk the people at Belmont into pulling off a Belmont versus Adam Central dual meet on the stage in the auditorium. That'd be perfect. We've got a big pit in front of ours. I don't know if Floyd Central has the same, <laughs> but we think the construction class may need to make some sort of... Uh, it's a small pit. I do kind of have to look up. That's not really the issue. It's when they start rolling towards you. That you yes, kinda, yeah. that's what there's, I would there's think, only, too. There's only about a four-foot buffer. So tell us a little bit, how did, how did you end up the voice of the state finals? Well, I was uh, first on the crew in 1981 when the tournament moved to Market Square Arena. 
due to the fact that my high school athletic director was made the uh, meet director, Larry Haney, from Franklin Central. I was not doing the announcing at that time. I was just helping keep team score, keep team score which was uh, a manual task in those mm-hmm. days. Uh, and then uh, the following year, I got the idea to uh, embellish the introduction of the finalists and uh, kind of got a, a battlefield promotion because I had gathered the information. The announcer, Marvin Hawkins, asked me if I'd like to just go ahead and make the introductions, and I did. And he could see I was beaming so much that he said, you want to go ahead and do the finals? And I've not given up the mat or the microphone since then. So that's kind of how it happened uh, all those years ago. Now, I've, I've been to some tournaments where they've attempted some embellishments, and sometimes they're kind of cringeworthy, and you kind of think, oh, I'm not really sure that was appropriate for the stage that we're at. But for as long as I've been here for 25 years, it's always been perfect. And, and I've always appreciated the job that you did. And... Uh, have you missed a year since 1981? I have not. You have not. No. That is an impressive. That is an impressive streak. You know, Kevin, I, I do a little PA announcing for some local high school events. Uh, how do you do some of the prep work with 224 wrestlers here and names from every different uh, genre and uh, area? How do you do the work up front to make sure that you pronounce the name as close as possible? I have long gotten a bracket on Sunday after the. Uh, the brackets are put together for many years. I actually was at the IHSAA when the finals brackets were assembled. Uh, since that time, now that they're available electronically, I download each weight individually and put them on a spreadsheet, sort them by first name, because that way I know the ones I can quickly mark off. Yeah. And out of the 224, I've usually got a dozen or so that I have to work on or check on. This year it was actually kind of a, a small number. I had about six or eight uh, but I've usually got a pretty good idea, and if I don't, I'll find somebody at the tournament to, uh, to double-check with. And in an honest moment, I'll tell you, there are some that I just kind of push through on. And uh, if they get through Friday night, I'm a, I'm a little more careful on Saturday. <laughs> I know that when I do girls' basketball, if you can get their name close when they hit the floor, after that it's Smith, Jones, Johnson, yeah, you know, sure. you fake your way through it. But uh, I, we all believe that you do a great job. Years ago, I refereed a... Uh, Semi state at Newcastle. I believe you used, did you. How long did you announce there at Newcastle? I would say uh, fifteen years, perhaps. Yeah, I did Newcastle for quite some time because that one had moved from Franklin Central, which was my high school, and I was doing it there. And I just went with the crew over there. And I, I think uh, of the genre, of the events that I've refereed at, barring the the Fort Wayne Memorial Coliseum. Newcastle is another one of those great ones to work because it's big, it's open. The state right. finals were actually held there the one year, too. Oh, yes, I remember that very well. That was a, a long day as we <laughs> went from 16 down to the champs uh, all in one day. So, Kevin, I have to ask you, what is your favorite name all time at the state finals? I have been asked that before, and I try to be diplomatic about it. It, it just kind of depends, honestly. There are, are several, but more than anything else, it's a matter of Having a, a syllable that you can punch, mm-hmm. a hard K, a hard J, something like that. Uh, Dan Jankowski was terrific. Uh, T.J. Hayes obviously was a local favorite and one that just sort of happened um, almost serendipitously. As I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Demetrius Jackson was terrific. All those, you know, hard letters and multiple syllables. And just give me something good and I can work with it. I, rem- I remember vividly. 
Angel Escobedo as one of my favorite as a, as a kid in, in middle school and then in, in high school, hearing that name and, and all four years that he won. But obviously T.J. Hayes is the one that hits, that hits deepest for me that sure. I remember so, so vividly. <laughs> you know, the, in the, the three hard syllables, T. Hayes. It just sort of wrote itself, you know. <laughs> and those Belmont crowds were so big back in oh, know, yes. 94 and 95, and it just added to it. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, probably everybody's favorite match as they look back on it, tell us what you remember about Chad Red versus Nick Lee. It really was a special match that almost everybody that was there still remembers vividly. And I remember you did a great job. And that almost the whole match, everybody in the entire arena was on their feet. That was one of those matches that I really didn't have to do much for, um, and the most memorable ones are like that. But uh, it was just one of those evenings, one of those opportunities where you knew you had a matchup that you were likely not to see again for a, de- a decade or a, a generation, uh, if ever. We've seen a lot of great wrestlers, especially in the last you know dozen or so years, move through this tournament. But uh, to have two like that on the mat at the same time was just really special. Yeah, and it's been great to see you. You turn on Big Ten Network and you see Nick Lee, and he's just absolutely dominating this year. And and, and it's fun to watch Chad Red anytime that he wrestles. He's always active and and a lot of fun. And uh, that's one that will be hard to be replicated for a long, long time here at Bankers Life. Actually, a, a crawl on uh, Big Ten Wrestling this week that said that the co-wrestlers of the week were Lee and Mason Paris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Indiana boys definitely have had have right. had some success. So that's one of the questions I'm going to say for Coach Gable when he comes in about uh, Indiana wrestlers and uh, getting a fair shake in in the big time, I guess. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, and we really appreciate it, and we're really looking forward to to this week and uh, everything that you bring to the atmosphere as we look over at the crowd and there's thousands of people in the lobby waiting to get in an hour and a half before wrestling starts and and just the start of a great weekend. I see a crowd like this, and I know that uh, I'm going to have an easy weekend because bouncing off a crowd like this is pretty easy. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking the time to show up. And uh, with that, I'm going to turn the uh, microphone over to A.J. Calver, who's got a couple of ads he's going to read for us here before we send it back to studio. And uh, as A.J. joins us back in here, A.J., this is a, this is a level of, markets, of uh, banker's life we've never seen before. No, you're right, Rex. Normally we're uh, down in the bowels down below everyone, but uh, a lot of people here waiting in line to get in. And as uh, Dane just told us, uh, 30 minutes before they can get in and uh, – an hour and a half before wrestling starts. Hey, we've got some other great sponsors who've hooked up with us for the state finals. Help us make this broadcast possible. That's Jesse Heller at Heller's Nursery out in uh, the, the Twin Cities. Kenny Fisher. Kenny says, mow them down. Mow that competition down. We've got Cecil Cruz at Standard Auto Sales in Decatur. DeVos, Baker, Ainsworth, and Razzo Law Firm is proud to help support the broadcast along with Mark and Jason Walters at Walters Plumbing on Washington Street in Decatur. Thank you very much, AJ. And with that, I'm going to send it back to Dave Nathan running the board for us. We'll be back with uh, more wrestling talk right after this. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. 
Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. When it comes to excavating, the name to know is Luganville Excavating. Luganville Excavating can do total site development, dig your basement or pond, put in your septic system, even grade and install your driveway. Call today at 849-0251 or like them on Facebook. Luganville Excavating has 40 years of experience, gives free estimates, and guarantees all of their work. When it comes to the dirty work, Luganville Excavating will get her done. Give Brent a call today. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Welcome back to Haggard Sefton, Hersheysdale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted this week by Bankers Live Fieldhouse. This is our pre-state finals edition here on Friday afternoon. Uh, Dane filling along with Rex Brewer, and we're overlooking the lobby as hundreds, if not thousands, of people start to file into this place. Uh, they're all waiting patiently to get in to watch the greatest sporting event in Indiana this year. I agree, and it looks like there's a... There's a holdup at the uh, metal detectors. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but there's there's definitely at least a thousand people <laughs> down here, and uh, there's people waiting outside out on the Pennsylvania Street exit, and there's people waiting almost to the door on the other exit. And I'm sure, and I can see the beard from here, Rex. Bruce Timmy is once again, as he has every year since <laughs> 1975, since he wrestled here. He's the first one in line at the upper deck over there. So, Dane, a couple of special guests tonight. Uh, we have two great wrestling coaches, and uh, one of them is joining us first. And uh, as you told Nick Krause before he got on the air, maybe it's best to lead ahead of Mike Gable because it's hard to follow Mike Gable. It would be hard to <laughs> follow Mike Gable. But, uh, Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, Coach Krause has three wrestlers who are about to weigh in those start at what 4 30 yep is that right so uh a wrestler that uh, you've heard that we've heard a lot of on the radio in hayden brady at 106 pounds as he's wrestled ike rubel now three times in the duel at team state and in the semi-state finals 
and uh, then a wrestler at 113 pounds, and then Mr. Fielden at 170 pounds. Coach, tell us a little bit, what, uh, what did this week look like in practice for you? Well, the first thing I wanted to do, especially more so for the 6 and 13, is paint a picture to them what the atmosphere is going to be like. Your first time going to state, it's probably intimidating. You look up in the crowd, you see 10, 12,000 people. I wanted to let them know the Parade of Champions, you're going to have 100 people shake your hands and smile. But having a 106 and 13, I said, as soon as they get ready to start the anthem, you need to go back to wrestling. You can embrace that moment, but you need to go back to wrestling because clear the mats, and it's go time. You've got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, and we were talking about this uh, earlier in the week that, you know, the difference between you have, for Belmont, you have Ike Rubel, who's been here before at 106 pounds, and then you have Caden Freet, who's never been here before as a wrestler at 195 pounds. Uh, very different situations from maybe last year when Ike had come for the first time and, you know, was a 14-year-old freshman and had reached it, sort of reached his goal as a freshman, but then, boom, you're right off the bat, and uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere. For Fielden, I'm guessing that he probably won't have the nerves this year like he might have had last year. Having wrestled under the lights, you've been through just about every situation here at Banker's Life. Yeah, he Fielden, he called me last night, and I was kind of nervous at first the night before a win. Like, <laughs> all right, so we got ringworm. What do we got? It was none of that. Okay, you know, thank God. But he uh, told me how each one of his matches were going to go and based on who the opponents were going to be. And he, he's got a lot of confidence right now, which I love to hear. He's not doubting himself. He believes he's going to get this done. That's the goal for him. That's been the goal since last year. Um, the other ones, we'll see what happens. I think they're ready to go, though. You know, we didn't get that. There's no easy draws at state. It's the state finals. But we didn't get that draw where, you know, at 113, we maybe did not want Ross first round. Okay, we didn't get that. So we've got a chance everywhere, and they're looking to medal. Clayton's looking to win it. And at state, you never know what's going to happen Saturday morning. Some people tighten up. They don't come out and wrestle the same way. So we're not saying we're not trying to win it at every weight. This should be the goal when you get down here. It doesn't matter matter what your draw is. you still got to wrestle the matches. I mean, you'll see kids come in and think, oh, I'm wrestling a fourth placer from another semi-state. Well, we've been told that the Fort Wayne semi-state maybe is not the strongest. So Correct. a champion kind of our semi-state. One year we were, we were five semi-state champions out of Fort Wayne defeated in the first round on Friday night. We don't want that again, but I tell you what, I think the level at the Fort Wayne semi-state has come up uh, to where it should be in like to see if you agree with that i agree um i think there's always upsets that happen at a tournament so at semi-state i think we may have heard our chances of having some more placers potentially a couple weight classes had some upsets where you're not necessarily sure that the best wrestler won Mm -hmm. and that kind of hurts us a little bit um but it's not counting those kids out you know that they can still win they can still place i do think that the kids have gotten better and what I've seen is, you know, the schools like Belmont, Western, um, the 2A schools, they've, their kids are doing stuff in the offseason. They're training to do it, whether they play football or soccer or do another sport. They're still making it a point to get on the mat. And mat time is huge, especially nowadays. Y- you can't just, most people can't just show up during wrestling season and say it's go time and, you know, have a goal of winning a state championship and it be realistic. Well, you can in certain areas, and then you get to that next level. I mean, we've, we've seen kids wrestle throughout the season and think, you know, that kid's really good. And you get down here and you see the whole next level and think, you know, he's 30% of what that guy at the top has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, I guess just mentioned uh, multi-sport athletes. you got a kid coming from football. He might not be the same kid in early December as what he is February. Correct. We may have a way better version of somebody in February than what we had at December. 
you know, it's kind of a quick turnaround from football to wrestling. And we've seen that a lot with uh, Adam Central and South Adams having success and the, the wrestling coaches chomping at the bit to get their guys into the room and, and they, they cancel two weeks worth of meets. And then, mm-hmm. you know, for those two teams, they had the ACAC duels middle of December and it was for South Adams, it was the, I think, or for Adam Central, it was the, the second meet of the year that they had. Mm-hmm. And they didn't perform all that well, but then they got to the ACAC tournament and they did better. Well, so, clearly they've got some kids peaking right now. Curry wrestled phenomenal at uh, Semi State. He won it. Yes, he did. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year other than maybe himself and his coaches? And he won, he won the semi-state. What did he get for it? He got a bad draw. He did get a bad draw. <laughs> but this is why you do it on Friday night. You know, nerves, pressure, nothing really changes other than the pressure, but some kids don't realize that. Yeah, you just have to find that kid that's going to perform at that level. Mm-hmm. And speaking of bad draws, the first thing that I saw when I saw the 170 bracket was I saw Clayton Fielden with one loss. Boom, in the morning, he's got Tristan Ruhlman from Saturday. And the first thing I thought was, Fielden's going to have his revenge. That's what we think. <laughs> no, he's, he's had it marked off, but I, I wanted to explain to Clayton, we're worried about Marcus Molson. We're not worried about Saturday morning yet. Let the coaches watch our film, do what we need to do. You don't know that you're going to wrestle Tristan Ruhlman Saturday morning. Absolutely. So and that's a nice, one match at a time. That's the nice thing about having it split into two days is you, you can focus solely on mm-hmm. that match that's going to get you that medal. You have a whole night to sleep on it. You have a whole morning. And if you're a heavier weight, you have even an hour or two more to look at it. You have a chance to have your assistant coaches watch the other guy on the other mat. Um, And I I think that makes a a big difference. So definitely a Saturday morning that we might uh, match that we might be looking forward to. I do actually like the fact that he has mapped out his matches. He's thought ahead. He's methodically looked at each match. He knows what he has to do. That's what you want in a kid that calls you the night before and said, look, coach, I've thought about this, and I know what I'm going to do. You know, you can take one match at a time, but you can't stop thinking about the next move ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, it's one match at a time. We're aware of what our first opponent's good at at that weight and at the other weights as well, but Clayton's got a sight set on winning it. That's his goal. He wants to leave here a champ, and I don't think he would be pleased if there was anything less than that. All right. Very good. Great well, interview. Thank you so much, Coach, for uh, coming on, and we wish you luck here at uh, weigh-ins in a couple of minutes and uh, in your three matches on Friday night. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, and good luck to Fort Wayne Semi-State. Let's get some medals. Hopefully. <laughs> we appreciate that. And, uh, Dane, we're going to send it back to the studio for another round of uh, messages with Dave uh, Nathan running aboard for us, and we'll be back with uh, the, second, the third period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. 
When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you need auto parts and you need them now, go to O'Reilly Auto Parts on South 13th Street in Decatur across from Kroger's. O'Reilly has parts for your car, truck, van, farm, and heavy-duty equipment. Unsure of what you need? Talk with O'Reilly's parts professional, Eddie Morrison, and he'll steer you straight. O'Reilly service is second to none with six delivery drivers and five distribution centers to draw from. The right parts at the right price at O'Reilly Auto Parts in Decatur and Burn. Throwing a party? Call Adams County Tent and Party Rental to make it a very special occasion. Adams County Tent and Party Rental has free delivery on tents, tables, chairs, linens, and bounce houses for weddings, birthday parties, graduations, retirement luncheons, and business meetings. No event is too big or too small for Adams County Tent and Party Rental. Call Landon at 223-2040 or like them on Facebook. Wrestlers looking for summer work? Give Adams County Tent and Party Rental a call today. Cross Creek Golf Club, located on US 224, below the Double Eagle Restaurant Indicator, is your destination for family fun this spring. Play Cross Creek's 27 holes, now featuring an Executive 9 and a Championship 18. The Pro Shop is open from noon until 5, Tuesday through Thursday. Call Dennis today or stop in to purchase a membership with many options available. Join a league. Get your kids started playing in Cross Creek's Junior Camp. Check out the discounted 10 play passes now on sale. It's all happening at Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to Hagerseff and Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Bankers Live Fieldhouse. Rex Burlong and Dane Filling before the uh, greatest wrestling event this year. We are joined by A.J. Calvert, a few more advertisers that have helped bring this show to you this afternoon. Thanks, Rex. And they include Todd Rimchisel and his family at Family Ford in Bluffton, Dr. Laura Kukulhan and all of her staff at Complete Smile Family Dental Office over in Bluffton, Joel Massoff at Decatur Package and now the owner of Markle Package, Dr. Lori Riggs at Red Barn Veterinary Care in Decatur, and last but not least, Hot Rod Williams with Herf Jones Company. He provides all the rings for all the champions. He's going to be providing rings for Belmont for the volleyball team and the 2A Wrestling State Championships. And we uh, kind of saw Hot Rod Williams before he came in, and AJ and I accused him of having a pocket full of class rings he's trying to sell on the floor, and he said, I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Now, Dane, it's time to be joined by the... Uh, the guru. The guru, the individual ranker. I don't know. Is that a good term to be a ranker? Let's ask him. I'm not so, sure. There's so a difference. Is that a good thing to be considered a ranker, Mike? Are you a ranker? Uh, I'm uh, a guy that just recognizes what people have done for the rest of the season. That's not the window now. <laughs> We're joined by uh, Mike Reiser of uh, Indiana Matt. And, uh, what's your logo? I forget. What's your tag on Indiana Matt? Oh, on the rise 219. <laughs> There I thought go. that was a clever one. You know, we, we, used, we used to be 219. Yeah? And then we broke apart. Now we're 260. We, yeah. used, really? to all, we used to all be one. Yeah. Well, we're, not, we're not anymore. Nick, what are you, Nick? It's 574. 574. Oh, he's so it's not nearly as cool as 219. Yeah. As um, I never knew what that was. I actually grew up in Illinois, and then when we came out here, when I was like, yeah, 219, region 219. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, your phone number, man. I was like, oh, okay. 
So different, a little bit different, but uh, yep. So I use it in my my tag. It was pretty cool. I liked it. So Mike, tell us what you're looking forward to the most tonight. Uh, you know, as a ranker, you you always want to do a good job, and obviously you do the team the team stuff. You want to do a good job, but uh, I'm, as a fan of the sport, I, I love the upset. There's a, there's going to be something tonight that was totally unexpected. Uh, maybe something that wasn't in the rankings making that deep run, and I think that's the most exciting thing for me because, first and foremost, I'm always going to be a fan of the sport. So I guess that, and then that happens to everyone, uh, Walker and Parkinson. That is uh, definitely the match that's circled on everybody's bracket for tonight. Joe Walker missing out um, on wrestling in his last two matches at Semi-State because of an ankle injury. He defaults, does the uh, Danny Williams to uh, fourth place. And uh, draws number is he number three? Number three, McCarty yeah. Parkinson from Modern Day. And uh, not only does it have that one versus three or one versus two vibe on Friday night, um, but it has an impact on the team race. Oh yeah, huge! And uh, now that we're back to having a team score at the state finals, I think that that sort of adds to it. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny today. There's so much as I scroll through my Twitter feed. I tweeted out earlier. I saw Modern Day tweeting out McCartney Parkinson, and at the same time, the Mishawaka tweet came out wishing Joe Walker good luck, and they were back-to-back on my feed. That's awesome. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to stick around before they head out on Friday night to go out in the town. They're going to stick around for that one for sure. Yeah, I actually, uh, when I had lunch today, I seen the uh, McCartney Parkinson's dad, and, you know, I just told him congratulations. Obviously, you wanna, they came here to win a cha- state championship. They didn't come here to be in the semifinals. You know, obviously, it's a guy they knew they were going to have to beat at some point. Probably not Friday night, but you got to beat them all if you want to win it. I'm also looking forward to that 126, David Pierce and Jace Alexander. I think those are guys, I think we said that on the Gorilla Radio this past week, uh, those are guys that like to score points, and those are my favorite type of wrestlers, the guys that are going to go out there and put on the line, and that one could be fireworks. And we've got another one that we're going to be calling on WZBD at 126 pounds. Landon Birch, with uh, just one loss on the year, draws number two Ben Dalton on uh, Friday night and definitely a tough match for Landon. Yeah, I mean, Landon wrestling well, though. I thought he wrestled well. Um, moving up to 26, I, I thought that was a risky move, but it ended up working out for him, obviously, he's in the, at the state finals. Benny Dalton kind of, uh, he won a real tough one to get here. That, that uh, Gavin Allstop, Ben Dalton matching the ticket round, that's no joke. That was third and fourth place last year. Potentially the uh, toughest ticket round match that we saw throughout the state at any weight. Oh, yeah. I mean, for us, but I'm sure all those guys would say their ticket round was the toughest. <laughs> you know, I know that uh, people talk about rankings, and they say, well, it just doesn't mean anything. Tonight, it makes a difference of who wins a match. Like you said, you want to know that your rankings are good and that you haven't just been blowing smoke all, all, winter, all winter long. But uh, I tell you what, the kids have to wrestle, and this is when you see the upsets. And maybe you see a kid that uh, he's peaked and he's ready to go, and somebody that, that's coming in, uh, you had ranked higher, maybe got a little injured last week in a tough match. And it's like all bets are off tonight. Oh, yeah. I think uh, and this was my best year. We, uh, we locked the rankings before the state tournament. Um, I think we ended up getting 80% or right around 80%, which, you know, not barring injuries. Obviously, there was injuries in the tournament. There was guys that uh, didn't make weight. There was guys, you know, and that doesn't take in the, I think the semi-state round is one of the toughest rounds based on just the randomness of it because there's no more, you know, you're getting a one and fourth, you know, you're, you're seated at the sectional, one and fourth the regional. There's one and four tonight, but at the semi-state level, it's kind of a, a crapshoot where you're not going to have um, – if you're a two, it doesn't matter. You could draw the, the best number one, and you could be the third best kid in the weight. So, and, I, and I think it's one of those things, too, that you have to remember. The, the rankings are based off the information that you, that you have, and just because, someone, just because someone upsets someone else doesn't mean that your rankings were wrong. And we've been through that with seeding the state tournament before where 
you know, number four beats number one, and you're like, oh, your seating was wrong. It's like, well, right. no, it wasn't. One had yeah. a common opponent over four, so there was no way to rank them anything right. but number one. You know, if you got a guy who's undefeated and he's beaten two and three, you have to rank him number one, even if you think, well, by the time we get to the state finals, I think number two, number two could probably get him. You know, there's there's a oh, certain yeah. there's a certain element of you have to go based off of results, and, not your own. And there's some there's some more weight to that too because we have uh, you know other semi state rankers. I rank the East Chicago semi state, but we have Howie Cotty does Newcastle, Caleb Spires does Fort Wayne, and Triple B uh, Dustin Benz does Evansville. So the information those guys are giving me also is weighing that. I'm not gonna. I mean, I would love to say I get around the state and I'm going down to see you know a Madison Jeffersonville duel and you get those guys with records i'm not you know i had to rely on those guys to to you know relay that stuff in me and so then i went we don't have those guys ranked i blame them <laughs> exactly andreas larios that's on me him and clark that's in my neck of the woods i missed that one did you say you had 80 percent of the state qualifiers ranked in your yeah i believe that's what there. joe was saying that was the highest one we've had since we've been doing the site we've always locked it before the state tournament and i think that's uh pretty exciting it is, and uh, what Indiana Matt has added to the wrestling scene is uh, pretty crazy in the last 10 years, and uh, the amount of information that uh, you know, 75% of the people walking into this arena know so much more than they did 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and just from anything from video, from information to names, uh, the name recognition and sort of the, the cult celebrity status that a lot of these wrestlers have now a lot of that can be contributed to the message board and what Indiana Matt has brought to wrestling. You know, Mike, we talked earlier in the season on Dane and I's show when you and Joe came in and were our special guests. We talked about how the ranking systems work. Maybe touch on that a little bit because it's just not you sitting there thinking, well, this kid's better. But with Matt.com now, with all these uh, schedule have been uploaded, and you can right. see this kid wrestled this kid, and then each kid has his profile, it makes it a little bit easier that, he, that Joe has, like, uh, electronically allowed you to do what you need to do. Right, and, and ranking now is probably way easier than it was you know, 25 years ago. One, we have way more coaches that are, are very open and telling me honest opinions. They're not saying, well, I'm going to have my guy get slapped on, because someone's going to tell me eventually. But we have you know, track wrestling. We use that platform. I'm able to see results from the summer. And the guys that are wrestling the summer, a lot of that translates. You know, the freshman, sophomore state to be coming up, a lot of that's going to translate uh, you know your old state results we have guys obviously if you're a state medalist you're not going to come in ranked 16 unless you had like a terrible summer and you're moving 10 weights but even then it's, it's rare but um through the season we have coaches uploading results all the time you can go on the page and there's kids with you know 20 results you know uh, joe just published the uh, article who your losses to everyone here you know that has these great records they're all if they're losses they're to really good kids it's not you know were you you know you used to get that? Well, he's having a bad day. He was sick. Yeah. You don't get as much as that anymore. Well, I think what what that's taken away is that guys that say, "Hey, my kid should be ranked higher." You didn't upload any results. If right. you don't upload results, you don't get any numbers. Right. And, and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, that happens. But for the most part, we've had some really good coaches, and I think everyone's you know really excited about the growth of Indiana wrestling. And I think on the uh, national stage, it's been going also. Yeah, and it's grown too. Yeah, there there used to be a group of coaches who tried to withhold information and anymore half of your information is going to be put on by your opposing teams right. and there's not really much sense in in, in uh, the only ones who aren't giving information anymore i feel like are the ones who are just absolutely technologically 
not yeah. able to, but uh, that generation is probably dying out right. too. So, Mike, we really thank you for coming on to the show. Hey, and thank you guys for having me, man. Looking forward to spending the uh, the weekend on the front row with you. And uh, the gates are about to open here. I think we're four minutes away. You yeah. can see on the webcam. We'd like, we'd like to thank Joe for uh, helping put this together, too, for IndianaMatt.com. Uh, and we really appreciate all the efforts uh, to support our show that's new this year to go out to Matt.com, and it's really spread out the uh, talk of Adams County Radio across the state. Right. You guys do an amazing job, man. I love these things. So, Thank you. Best night in Indiana wrestling, boys. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you guys for having me. With that, I'm going to send it back to Dave Nathan running the board for us back at the studio. We'll be back with more wrestling talk and probably the uh, most legendary high school wrestling coach in the state of Indiana in my lifetime right after this. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Hi, this is Jessie from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey Indiana High School Wrestling fans, this is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. When it comes to excavating, the name to know is Luganville Excavating. Luganville Excavating can do total site development, dig your basement or pond, put in your septic system, even grade and install your driveway. Call today at 849-0251 or like them on Facebook. Luganville Excavating has 40 years of experience, gives free estimates, and guarantees all of their work. When it comes to the dirty work, Luganville Excavating will get her done. Give Brent a call today. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hersheysdale High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted today by Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Rex Berline, Dane Filling, and Dane, we are joined by what could be one of the most legendary coaches in recent times, Coach Mike Gable of the uh, Evansville Modern Day Wildcats. Good evening. Uh, welcome to our show this afternoon, Coach. Well, thanks for having me, Rex. I tell you what, uh, even in Evansville, Indiana, we get to listen to the voice of uh, the Northeast and Belmont, and uh, it brings back great memories just hearing the stories and, and hearing the great uh, mentions sometimes of the the great past victories and great past competitions and what it is right now. It's just this sport has grown so well, so much. I know that, uh, you know, being a Belmont wrestler, but then also refereeing for 25 years, going to different areas, you know, modern day was one of the nemesis of, of Belmont back in the day, just could not break through. And, and then after you kind of break away from that, and you're not a Belmont anymore, you learn to respect modern day. How did you guys build such a stoic program that you've built over the past 
umpteen years? Well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, uh, we've looked at, for so many years, we came up and left empty-handed. We kind of studied Don Patton at, at Delta and the stranglehold he had. We were fortunate in 86, but here comes Belmont the next two years, and we tried to mimic a lot of what Belmont does. And I think, uh, I know that maybe some people from Belmont don't think too highly of us in the South, <laughs> and particularly me, but honestly, that rivalry, when we had the team state and when we had the just the Indiana's best, those matches came down to the wire, and they were tremendously competitive. You couldn't make a mistake or you would pay uh, greatly for it. But the crowds were so good. And our crowd fed off the Belmont crowd. Belmont fed off of us. And I think while we competed, uh, there wasn't much love lost anywhere in that gym. But I think there was genuine respect. And that's what it's all about. I think one of those things that uh, we lost when the uh, team state went away for a few years is I refereed the team state three times down at uh, Center Grove High School. And when Belmont and Modern Day were there in round number one, as a referee, you could not hear. Um, One of my years, I worked with Greg Moe, who I've worked a lot with, and we're at a mat. And if you didn't have that communication, you were going blind because you could not hear anything. The kids couldn't hear whistle. You're touching them and stopping because the crowd packed into that place. It was just electrifying. It it truly was. And I think it, I thought we had the best of both worlds. We had the team state the way it was back then, uh, the dual meet, and also. Oh, what a great atmosphere here. And the state of Indiana, I think, has done a great job as far as bringing this tournament along so far. I still remember my very first state champion was in Southport High School. And then we went to Market Square. Uh, and, of course, that was uh, the very first state champion was eventual uh, also coach for Belmont in Coach Farouk. And that started the way. And. You know, now we're here at Bankers Fieldhouse. we got more places. And I think the state has just gotten a little better as time has gone on. I think tonight we're going to count the points scored. So that's pretty important, I believe. We're going to take it one step farther because when they moved to this venue, when it's Conseco Fieldhouse, a Belmont wrestler was the first state champion crowned here at John Sheets. Oh. So oh, Market Square well, was the first Belmont. I remember John Sheets. <laughs> okay, and he was the first champion crowned here at, at uh, Conseco Fieldhouse back in the well, day. Well, that's years fitting. Ago. 20 years ago. It's been 20 years now since John Sheets won 103 pounds in in 2000, and uh, I remember it vividly, and and Modern Day played a hand in that 103-pound bracket (laughs) that year, I remember. And uh, I'm trying to think, 2000, no, 2000, Belmont lost to Mishawaka in the first round in a tie match and didn't wrestle Modern Day, but they met Modern Day a couple of the next years after that. So, And, you know, you were talking about the respect between the two programs. I think that's really grown in the last five years from talking to people with the way the sport has changed, with the biggest schools drawing from their surrounding areas, um, you know, places like Crown Point and Brownsburg and other places like that. You've really heard a lot of Belmont people. It's kind of funny to hear. You hear Belmont people talking. Boy, I really hope Modern Day wins this week. And I can't <laughs> well, that's tell good. you. That's really good news for these years. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in the last week who have said, well, I really, I really hope that uh, Modern Day wins this week and because there's that mutual respect between the two programs. And that really, I think, it kind of uh, happened, sort of as happenstance, when you had Greg Schaefer and Tim Myers. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. Such good friends. And now the two teams have trained together the last couple of years. And uh, it's kind of funny. And, you know, we've talked about this with Tony Curry at Adam Central, that when Tony was growing up in the mid-'90s, 
and was wrestling. He hated Belmont. He hated everybody from <laughs> Belmont, and, and that's just the way it was. But now these Belmont and Adam Central kids, they hang out together, and I right. think it's just a little bit different uh, uh, attitude in, um, amongst high school athletes now than maybe it was 20, 25 years ago. Well, I think there's such a mix now, especially with summer wrestling and, and things like that. These kids see each other quite a bit out of the regular season, but then uh, they understand, they know each other so well. There aren't any secrets anymore in high school wrestling. He's got track wrestling last week, and um, Mark with track wrestling, I think, does a phenomenal job how far this state has come as far as uh, getting information immediately. Indiana Matt, I don't think that there's a better publication anywhere as far as getting information, putting the rankings down, and, uh, I mean, it's all up to the minute, so it's very good. We, we had Joe on our show earlier in this season. I asked him, said, you know, I don't look at other states' wrestling web pages. I said, how does ours compare? And he said, ours is the best by far. He said, people from all over the nation call me and say, how can I make my wrestling website better? And they are the elite wrestling website in the country. So, well, Coach, as uh, everybody uh, files in here, they're still waiting. Now, I know from my years of experience of being in the front of the line, you had to pick the usher who looked like the most, <laughs> the most adept at, at scanning your barcode. So you were always searching for who that was. <laughs> but I do have a question for you. Now, when we switched to Banker's Life, which was Conseco back then, I always Belmont fans are, are, are guilty of this, and I'm sure modern-day fans are too. Once you go to a gym for the first time, when you come back the next year, you sit in the same section. Oh, yeah. And oh, Belmont yeah. has been sitting in the same section at Mishawaka for the Al Smith for 35 years. <laughs> and here at Banker's Life, we sit in section 5-6. How uh, did Modern Day end up in their little corner <laughs> going all the way up? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dane, because uh, that was really not by choice, but it's typical of the Modern Day Belmont, I think, competition. When we got here for the weigh-ins, of course, uh, we just had our wrestlers that were going to weigh in. So... We got a section. We put our bags down. I said, well, guys, we've got to get something locked out because there's no separation between crowd and wrestlers. So I, I said, let's get our stuff here, then we'll go in for the weigh-in. Well, when we came back from the weigh-in, all of our bags were stacked up neatly in a big pile, and Belmont had taken the section. And No! <laughs> it was great. I mean, it's funny because uh, they have been there ever since. We got to the corner where we go now, and you know what? It's just tradition, like you say. But... Um, I don't blame Belmont one bit for taking that area. It's first come, first served. There's no one sitting there, so it's hard to claim an area. I have a great memory from, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. Uh, my wife and I went out for lunch after the, the morning session, and we came back in, and we ended up intermingled in maybe the third level with some modern-day uh, families. And I don't know, I think it was an Eagley kid who probably wrestled here in the state finals the last couple of years. And he was probably seven or eight years old, and he was leafing through the, the state program. And he got to the end, and he said, Dad, Blake won state? <laughs> well, he had known Blake Maurer from just, you know, just being Blake Maurer. He didn't know that he was a four-time state champion. I think that says a lot about the culture that Modern Day has. And, uh, you know, we laugh all the time. We'll have our show. And randomly, a state champ will walk into the into the Double Eagle mm-hmm. Clubhouse Grill to uh, watch it. But I think you probably have the same thing at Modern Day. You, you walk around, and all of a sudden, there's there's another state champ. Well, I think both both programs have been extremely fortunate. They're really tradition rich and blessed with great people who care. And you you doing this show, I wish we could get something like this at Evansville because I know there would be a crowd. I know there would be people who want to hear it and. Maybe somebody's just going to take the bull by the horns. Uh, you know, I 
mentioned a little bit about our the way things are with the newspaper cycles and things like that. Uh, our area, we got uh, seven city high schools, and our newspaper now is printed on. It's no fault of the Evansville Courier, it's no fault of the writers, but they have to have their articles in by 6 p.m. And the the newspapers printed in Louisville, Kentucky. We're part of the USA Today network, and that's just the way it is. So we've lost an element, and I know you kept it in Decatur, and I think that's something that this society in general has lost, that closeness, the following, that team camaraderie, the community camaraderie that you can build, and your program right now is doing that as well. You know, they, they say that Dane and I have, have tough jobs. It's the easiest job in the world to sit and talk wrestling with somebody for an hour. I can stretch out. And I told Dana, I said, do you ever write a show? And he said, I don't think we need one the other night. We were talking to Barry Humble. I said, I can talk to Barry Humble about wrestling for three hours with no script. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that interview with Coach Humble. And uh, Coach Humble is one of those guys, uh, very stoic, uh, very well respected Mm -hmm. in the state. And a great interview. And we talked a lot of things. And when Dane told me this week that you were going to be one of our guests, I, I thought of a question I want to bring up. Um, you've been around the state of Indiana wrestling for a long time, and Indiana in the past has kind of taken the knock for not being one of the better wrestling states in the country. I want your opinion on what's, what you see when you turn on Big Ten Network now and watch <laughs> what we have in, in the representing Indiana. Well, Rex, I think you've already answered that question. Indiana is so well represented, and I think that having this big show here, the one class for the cream of the cop, crop usually rises. There's always upsets, always overtimes, and you know, tonight the results are going to go one way. If we wrestled it next week on Friday night, they might go another. But, uh, you know, I've got Big Ten Network, and everyone in our community, like I said, if we had a show like yours, it would probably be even better. But we've got locked on uh, recording for guys like Nick Lee, ranked number one, I suppose, right now in the country, uh, wrestling for Penn State. Mason Paris is a heavyweight who wrestles like a 149-pounder. That guy's phenomenal. He's, he's taken Big Ten by storm, and we oh. knew it for years. Yeah, and he, he certainly does, has earned everything he's gotten, and now he's got the total respect of the entire country. Uh, you know, Chad Red and Nick Lee had a good match, uh, kind of a re- rematch of the state finals a few years ago. Chad Red won that. Nick Lee won this one. But Chad Red, I think, is ranked maybe fourth in the country. I don't know. But I watched him wrestle uh, against a Michigan wrestler, and he dominated. Of course, you got uh, Rooks wrestling at IU, Big Ten Wrestler of the Week a couple times. It's, it's just, and I think the, the names of the ex-wrestlers from Indiana who are now coaching, there, like at IU, it just helps this state so much. You know, you got Stefan Misich who decided, okay, I'm, I've wrestled college. Now he's wrestling in the world level for his right. home company of Serbia. I'm going to touch a little bit. The women's wrestling movement has come on so long, so strong because of Sarah Hildebrand and Kayla Miracle. You know, Penn High School has 22 or 23 girls in their wrestling program. And it's because I watch a lot of the Olympic-style wrestling, and those girls go at it. I mean, yeah. they are some technicians. I mean, I really enjoy the tweets come out. I follow both uh, Kayla Miracle and uh, Sarah Hildebrand on Twitter, and uh, the level that they're wrestling at is amazing, and they're Indiana girls. Yes, yes, good point, Rex. You did it as an athlete, you did it as a referee, now you're doing it on this show, but you're hitting some things right on the head that really uh, have promoted Indiana wrestling or made Indiana wrestling, I think, stand out. I know Ohio and Illinois, certain pockets, usually get a little more recognition, but... I don't think so much anymore. I think Indiana is just 
really the upper echelon of Indiana wrestlers could compete anywhere. And I think you'll I think you'll see that tonight or this weekend actually. I think you'll see guys with Big Ten scholarships to wrestle and not win state titles. And you know it used to be 10, 15 years ago if a guy had a Big Ten title, you might as well put him on your right. pick him sheet as a lock. Yeah. And you know there are guys that you know, well for one you've got uh, Graham Calhoun I don't think is a lock at 170 pounds. You've got Joe Walker who's going to Michigan at 182. You know, yeah, because of the draw, he may not even win tonight. So right. I think that says a lot about about where you well, know. And it's are. interesting when uh, Kevin Whitehead makes the announcements when the two chan- the two wrestlers in the finals come out and he announces where they're going to school. You know, when when those kids is committing to a Big Ten Indiana school, the crowd goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, along with like last year when uh, uh, Kill McCormick co- committed to go to West Point and the Naval Academies and those right. kind of things. I tell you what, that's when the state of Indiana kind of gets behind those kids and supports that. We appreciate what you're doing, and we're going to go to support our state in wrestling at the next level. Well, I think the voice of Kevin Whitehead here at uh, Banker's Life and throughout the years, the voice of Indiana State Finals Wrestling, he does such a phenomenal job. I think, you know, the state bringing him back each week is good. I think the improvements by the state have been wonderful, and I think the information given out by Indiana Matt is second to none. I mean, anyone who wants to know anything about Indiana wrestling, uh, all you got to do is go to your Internet, and there it is. You know, there's a big race that happens here during the summer or in May that uh, there's some immortal words that have been said to, uh, you know, start your engines. And <laughs> I, I think the equa- the equal saying here for uh, wrestling is when Kevin White has, says, wrestlers, clear the mats. So that's, when, that's when a hair goes up in the back of your neck because it's about to get real. Yeah, it's about to get real right now. The crowd's getting into the uh, to Banker's Life now, and I think everybody's starting to get that real adren- adrenaline rush. And gosh, you know, uh, Dane Rex, who, who knows gonna, who's going to come out tonight and who's going to perform and who's going to be able to pull off that last-second takedown or the overtime victory. I mean, it's it's going to be truly exciting from the get-go all the way through. Now I'm going to put a little personal thing on here. Okay, as a wrestler, I knew what it took to get psyched up for a match. As a referee, I knew what it took to get psyched up for a match because you did not want to make a call to cost somebody a big match. As a broadcaster, it's a little bit easier. You know, you <laughs> want to make sure you pronounce names right. You make sure you call things right. You've went that step. You went from the coach. Now you're to broadcast yourself. How do you kind of psych up for this weekend? Well, I'm excited about tomorrow night doing the, doing the uh, color broadcasting with, I think Mark does a great job, but adding Blake. I saw Blake up here a couple years ago. I said, Blake, somebody like you ought to be in that booth who's staying up and focused and still heavily involved. And Blake jumped all over it, so it took a little bit of uh, persuasion, I'll say, but the state went right along with it. So now we got three in the booth, and I think that has made a big difference. You know, I did the pairing show last week. And I know I made some uh, tough calls because I didn't know really some of the rest. I know the area from the south. I know the uh, central Indiana area. And Fort Wayne, 14 champions, 14 different schools. And that was just a brutal semi-state. Very good wrestling. I don't know as much about that. I'm get get the chance to see it tonight and tomorrow. And in the East Chicago area, of course, they're always tough as heck. Al Smith tournament, always tough. But... To do justice, I, I had some people say, well, why didn't you make a statement about, I don't like to, in a pairing show, as a coach and a wrestler, I'm sure, you want to see who you match up with. You don't want to hear some guy talk about it. Yeah. And you get through it as quick as you can. The, the tournament draw itself comes out 
right before we get there. Yeah. And we don't have much time to put piece it together. The draw is excitement. Your commentary doesn't need to be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> we could say a couple things and go on. Yeah, and it's, it was nice. And I, I, each time that you mentioned, well, this guy, his one loss is to him, and this guy has two losses, but they're both to these guys on the other side of the bracket. That's the kind of information that, uh, that people want. And uh, I think the IHSAA has done a great job of expanding that selection show coverage to not just boys basketball and maybe football, but they've really made an effort to, and, you know, they've partnered with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for the girls basketball and boys basketball sectional draws. And, uh, you know, wrestling is unique in that it's not that start from sectional uh, tournament, but uh, uh, I thought you did a great job. Well, I appreciate that. I know that there's room for improvement there, and I know that (laughs) firsthand. But uh, he... Shanahan does a great job producing. I like Greg Rickstraw. I think he has got a great voice and a good feel, very good feel. But as far as trying to get that piece together real quickly and try to come up with, it's not the time to analyze. Mm-hmm. Now's when the you know people can analyze and during the weekend. But 224 wrestlers made it. 20 are ranked, and how can anyone make that prediction when the draw first comes out? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to get in that kind of situation. You know, now that our show goes out on a podcast, they, I tune in and listen to podcasts a little bit. My kids gave me a hard time. You listen to your own podcast? Well, <laughs> that's how I decide what I need to do better. The right. first show, you know, was, was not real smooth. The, the 11th show is, was pretty smooth. But uh, it all comes down to, I cleared my throat too much. I didn't talk this way. We didn't. But I, I tell you what, I like to give thanks out to Dane because I tell Dane, hey, what are we doing this week? And it's all done. It's all laid out. Tells me how many minutes I talk about this, and so I got the easy job. Dane does all the hard stuff. So uh, for well, most, I think, well, I think sometimes too, and you talk about maybe criticism. It, you know, it, sometimes we as hardcore wrestling fans, we want the most in-depth coverage. Right. We want the analysis. We want the terminology. That the show also has to appeal, and so does the broadcast <clears throat> tomorrow night. It has to appeal to the casual fan. Yes, it, you. You have to explain to the casual fan that a takedown's worth two points. Right. And if the if the diehard wrestling fan doesn't like that, well, you know you have to you have to be <laughs> you have to appeal to everybody that's listening, not just the people who well, I, think they know everything. I do think that's going to grow the spectator version of it, and the crowd that comes here on the weekend is just phenomenal. But I I do think you learn from your mistakes, and as in anything else, uh, you try to get better. But the state has done that; they've gone from the bracketing, the numbers, you don't know who you're going to get until a certain time, and then it's printed out. But now I wish they would start to show earlier, I'll be honest, because I think wrestlers deserve to find out who they wrestle a little bit earlier in the day. But it's still a presentation that is equal for every wrestler who's competing, and uh, I, I think they've taken some major steps, and they are making this a sport that gets the same type of respect as the other sports have Funny, uh, Greg Rickshaw asked, or Heat did, uh, do you think there's any groups of wrestlers together right now for the show at Buffalo Wild Wings or someplace? I said, no, they might be in a sauna, but they're, <laughs> they're probably not at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, Mike, Dane talked about uh, making your show appeal to everybody, and I think we've done a good job of that. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine, uh, give a shout-out to this Keegan Bruner, is a friend of mine that uh, he was a football player, and he listens to my podcast. He's a salesman on the road all the time, and he listens to the podcast. He goes, I don't know jack about wrestling, yeah. but I love the show because I've learned so much. And he said it's just, it's just a good, easy thing to listen to. Right. And you guys, you, you roll it. It's good. 
and your information and what you do, Dane. I guess you're in charge of getting the advertising and all that. But <laughs> well, wow. some of that's AJ too. Well, you you really come up with some uh, great support in that regard to the casual listener, to the serious listener. They can pick up a lot of everything that goes on in your area. But you're to be commended. I think what you've done and every every pocket of the state ought to have a show like this one. You know, like always, we always reach out and we thank our station owner because uh, the idea was out there and he got behind it and he really appreciates the, the show that we've been able to put on and uh, it's been well received and uh, it doesn't take much to get advertisers. We said, hey, if somebody wants to advertise for uh, next week's uh, stuff, uh, just send a thing to AJ and we call him text. Next thing you know, he's got 15 people that, that <laughs> want to promote it. So a town the size of yours in Evansville, you should be able to pull this off. Well, you know what? you got the uh, wheels turning right now, so <laughs> I think we might have a future here. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, Mike, and uh, being part of our show. And uh, this is the first time for us to do this show, and I, I can see that this is not going to be the last. Well, good. I think it's only going to go one way, and that's up, and it's ready up there. But I do appreciate you letting me come on, especially being from uh, Evansville, modern day, coming into the Belmont <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> But, uh, like I said, there's nothing but genuine respect. The, the good old days and the matches, uh, they're not happening as often now, but we are rooting for Belmont, I promise you that, just because <laughs> of our past rivalries. And I hope you do so well with not, your, with your not wrestlers. Be, not because we're wrestling Cathedral <laughs> twice today? That not have anything to do with it? No, oh, that, I haven't even looked at the pairings, I promise. That's why, that's why he's got his bread buttered on both sides. <laughs> well... Well, once again, we're going to put AJ back on here and do some messages. But once again, we really like to thank you for coming on, Mike. And uh, we'll look forward to the state finals tomorrow night where you're broadcasting those. Well, thank you very much. With that, uh, we'll give the headset over to AJ. He's got one last round of advertisements to uh, read back off uh, for uh, before we get off of our show here. And, AJ, uh, why don't you tell us who has uh, really helped support this show today? Uh, Brad Weber, attorney at law. Sarah Reimer at Anytime Fitness. Greg and Barb Fleming at Fleming Excavating. Tyler Hershey at Austin Auto Sales. Joe Rubel at Rubel Equipment. Jesse Heller at Heller Nursery. Kenny Fisher at SQ2 Lawn Care. Cecil Cruz at Standard Auto Sales and Rentals. DeVos Baker, Ainsworth, and Razzo Law Firm. Mark and Jason Walters at Walters Plumbing. Todd Rimchisel at Family Ford in Bluffton. Dr. Laura Kukulhan and her staff at Complete Smile Family Dental Office in Bluffton. Joel Math- Massoff at Decatur Package and Markle Package. Dr. Lori Riggs at Red Marn Veterinary Care and Rod Williams with Herf Jones Company. Thanks a lot, A.J. And uh, Dean stepped back having a little conversation with uh, Coach Mike Gable and A.J. You remember some of the battles back in the day with Modern Day. And uh, does it surprise you to hear that uh, Mike has kind of it, back in the early days, patterned to make his team like Belmont? Well, back in the middle 70s when Belmont was really coming on, uh, modern day was in our rearview mirror. They weren't nearly as good. And then in the late 70s when we're battling for state titles for three years in a row, it wasn't modern day that was beating us. It, it didn't happen until the 80s. So I'm sure that uh, modern day looked at the success Belmont had in this little tiny pocket up in northeast Indiana and thought, Hey, we can do that, too. You know, the this, this city of Evansville is very large compared to our area. So oh, much larger. The, the kids that he has to draw from, I think they ha- they definitely have a, an, a uh, marked advantage over us for the area. But uh, I think we've done very well for what we can have. Well, Rex, th- having worked at Lures for 15 years, that uh, 
parochial school and you can control your middle school and elementary programs and get those kids started in the right way, that's very helpful as far as building a program. You're, you're pro- you control your own destiny. And if your school corporation in a size, city the size of Fort Wayne does not choose to support middle, uh, middle school wrestling, you live with your result. Yeah, it's not good. Snyder High School has done a great job. They run their own middle school program, and you can see that. They've got kids down here this year, and I can see that they're wrestling much more in the middle school. Their current staff is working hard to try to bring them back up to the standards that they had years ago. So Dane uh, Dane joins us again, and uh, I think this has been a... Uh a huge success. I've had uh, lots of texts from friends of ours uh, coming in. We've got the crowd has filtered in. They've opened the floodgates, and they've actually made their way into the arena. So uh, we're going to break down here in a few minutes and go set up and come back on, and we will be back on live with the Walk of Champions at uh, 545, just a short 45 minutes away, but that'll give us time to break down and get set up. And I think we owe a, a big word of thanks here to Nick Wiesjohn, who has run uh, – everything on the indiana mat side and uh, i think adding the webcam into the lobby really added a lot and uh, we thank him for that and now it looks like the line isn't to get in but the line is to buy tickets that's a good thing because they were uh, literally hundreds and hundreds of people in a mad rush to find their seats so dane uh I don't think it'd be hard to uh, resell this show again next year, do you? I don't think so. It was a big success, and we had a great list of guests. And uh, I, I have seen so many people from Decatur walk through these Pennsylvania Street doors. Um, I think there's going to be a great crowd cheering on Ike Rubel, and uh, they will stay all the way through, through Kyle Lawson, through Alex Curry, A.J. Dahl, and all the way to uh, Caden, Caden Freet, Freet at bet. 195 pounds. And uh, I think we're on mats two, three, and four throughout the night. And a special treat, the IHSAA. I talked to uh, one of the officials as he led us up here into the loft. They spent $13,000 each on uh, mats two and three. Brand new IHSAA logo mats. Really? And uh, for the first time in a a long time, we won't have four uh, red mats across the middle. So as a photographer, I'm tickled pink that we'll have a little bit different background to take pictures of. But... uh, definitely uh, something different for our eyes so well, stay tuned and listen to aj and i tonight but our season's not over dane we have one more show we have a wrap-up show. show and we you know wrestling season never ends we'll talk about the state finals but we'll also talk about the upcoming freshman sophomore state championships uh belmont had two jv wrestlers show up to the north qualifier last week and do a great job austin christner and isaiah smedley two guys that i really peg for varsity lineup guys next year as everybody on this team that's returning is going to probably move up a weight uh two guys that i think are really going to be ready to make a difference in the lineup and uh i know there are several others who qualified automatically who will be returning there but uh i'll tell you one thing isaac rubel does not want to go back (laughs) and if he wins tonight as a placer he's not allowed to go back and he said that to me this week he uh Ike says, I don't want to have to go back to freshman, sophomore state. I want to win my medal. Just because you won it last year doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I would say that uh, the odds are slim on Ike returning to the freshman, sophomore state. uh, (laughs) We added it up this week. He has pinned everybody that he's wrestled in the state tournament. That's four matches at semi-state, three matches at regional, and three matches at sectional. He's been on the mat for 14 minutes. (laughs) Total. Uh, There was uh, an an article in the uh, Indiana Mat about kids who have pinned their way through at state and they didn't even mention ike he was he wasn't even in the uh well i know that that silas allred from shenandoah has pinned every opponent this year (laughs) 
That's a pretty good year so far. Yeah, uh, he's headed to Wisconsin. He's a returning state champion. So once again, we're going to break this show down, and we're going to send it back to studio to Steve Rouse running aboard for us. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running aboard this second half of our show. I'd like to thank Dave Nason for running aboard. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors that uh, stepped up at the last minute to help bring this show together. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors that bring you wrestling on the radio all season long. And uh, I'd like to thank our station owner, Rob Weaver, for letting us talk wrestling on the radio because uh, it's a blast. Hey, great job, fellas. Thank you. And I have one update from my wife down in the arena as all of us were waiting patiently to find out the answer to this question. What is Jim Tante wearing? A blue suede hat with a giant blue feather. Perfect. Nobody pulls it off like Jimmy T. <laughs> Once again, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank IndianaMat.com for supporting us. And uh, stay tuned as Steve Rouse is going to play some news and probably some uh, song singers and bands. And 545, we're back on the air. Thanks a lot, everybody. Talk to you in a little bit.